He's one of the most respected voices in the game. It's time to talk hockey with Peter Hood on Shom 97.7. Canadians get it back. Suzuki again shoots. Score! Perry redirects it in, and the Canadians are up two to nothing. They go into Toronto, and they're trying to hang on, and they're going to do it. Canadians 3-1 in Game Seven, and the Maple Leafs are done, and the Canadians are moving on. All right, uh, smiles all around. It's 823. Good morning, Pete Marier, along with Pierre, uh, Pierre Hood, of course, from Réseau des Sports. Bonjour, mon Pierre. Bonjour, Pete. The great calls of my uh, good, good friend, Dan Robertson. Yep, he's. Uh, I'm listening to it on the radio now because I can't uh, watch the other guys on TV. <laughs> Unless it's you, it's true. Hey, where do we start with uh, the game last night, Pierre? Uh, Corey, uh, Carey Price has got to be mentioned here right off the top, I think, eh? Yeah, I think I think so. And you know, as much as uh, we talked about Carey Price's performance uh, in overtime the other night, uh, well, last night was as of the first period, Pete, mm-hmm. and uh, that was very bad news for the Maple Leafs. Uh, you, you know, that's a song we we know. <laughs> it's um, it's it's uh, it's a way that Carey Price has used uh, so many times uh, to frustrate the opponent, uh, and uh, and as I said. Having done so uh, in overtime the other night is one thing, but projecting and building up that uh, that huge confidence level early in the game was so so important last night, and I would say that his uh, his overall work uh, had an impact right uh, right at the start and right uh, um, at the beginning of the game, and the impact can be could be felt not only through uh, you know to his teammates, but also it becomes very intimidating. Uh, for the opponent uh, and the opponent goalie. So it's like a double effect thing. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, hey, Brenton Gallagher last night, scoring his first in the playoffs, it turned out to be the winning goal. Uh, and maybe that has uh, has brought up his confidence and maybe he started to, you know, to open up the floodgates, he'll start scoring again. What, what's your take on that? Yeah, well, I'll tell you what. Brendan Gallagher had uh, absolutely nothing. We had nothing to say against uh, regarding the effort, regarding the intensity that he displayed uh, throughout the series, but it was uh, certainly starting to become heavy, uh, not having Brendan Gallagher score a goal. He was in a position to do so, but it wouldn't materialize, and, and he just couldn't complete uh, and finish things. And boy, we knew the first goal would be so important last night, Pete, and this is what he, this is what he did. Uh, he's done it. He played a strong game, and uh, there are so many other factors we can talk about uh, regarding this game uh, and regarding his overall play because uh, he actually uh, was a major uh, contributor uh, to the fact that Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner uh, couldn't do the job they were supposed to do. That's it. That's right. Ben Sherratt last night put in a lot of uh, numbers last night and, uh, well, all the members of the Big Three on defense last night too. Chapeau to these guys as well today, Pierre. Yeah, and you know what I like about Ben Sherratt, uh last night, Pete, is the fact that um, as opposed maybe to game number six, uh, he didn't try to do everything by himself. Ben Sherratt knew he would play huge minutes last night. He knew that, and Shea Weber knew that, and Jeff Petrie knew that. Uh, the other three, well, you knew that Edmondson would be used uh, to the level of about 20 minutes, and that's the way he was used. But Sherratt knew it would be around 26, 27. And in order to do that, and in order to do that, for after the overtime period the other night, 
and with the fatigue factor, he had to stay within his limits, and that's what he's done. He didn't try to, to, you know, to put numbers in every single column of a hockey game. He played such a strong game. He was this way in front of the net. And if Carey Price was able to perform so well, I think that uh, he, uh, he already did anyway, but he owes a lot of credit uh, to his defensemen. And hats off to Ben Sherratt, especially last night. Absolutely. Help neutralize Toronto's big guns. The mood in the Toronto dressing room, what can you tell us about that after the game last night? Rather somber, I'm going to guess, eh? It was really somber, yeah. and uh, it was uh, it was actually painful, Pete, to hear <laughs> Morgan Riley and Austin Matthews uh, all trying to make some sense out of this, uh, trying to uh, I wouldn't say find the positives because you know you're out, you're out, yeah. uh, and you're not you're not supposed to be out, uh, but at least to try to make some sense out of it, and uh, they didn't shy away from the fact that they just couldn't get the job done, and I like also the reaction from uh, the coaching staff and from Kyle Dubas, who said, well, you know, of course we missed John Tavares, and of course Nick Foligno was, uh, was hurt, uh, wasn't 100%, but he said we chose to go uh, in, in, the, in the other directions in terms of having some depth, having some experience uh, to the group, just to compensate eventually what we faced in, in these playoffs. And, you know, they lost three in a row. They just couldn't do the job. And, boy, Pete, have you seen the, um, the front page of the Toronto Sun this morning? No, I was just, just going to ask you about that, actually. What did they do? I'll have a look at it. What did they say, though? Well, how about the word choker? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, they let 500 health care workers last night into, uh, into the rink at the Scotia Rink last night. And they were there because of a choking issue, I heard. Yeah. Yeah, well, I'll tell you what, it's, uh, it's, um, it's uh, you know, it's going to be painful for a while. Uh, everything was in place, uh, especially that, that all-Canadian division format and the way the playoffs were, were built and, and how the Habs were struggling before making it to the playoffs and, and the Leafs were on a roll. I mean, and, and Jack Campbell was the story of the, of course, a refreshing story for the team. I mean, all that was supposed to lead to a much better result. It didn't happen, but it didn't happen, Pete, not because there's one team collapsing. There's, there's another team on the ice that actually played better and was, uh, was probably hungrier than the Leafs uh, late in this series, and it was all the difference in the world. So lots and lots of time uh, to, um, to grief, first of all, in Toronto, and, and then try to make some, uh, some decisions uh, for next season. Well, the uh, Jets are uh, going to face us next. We jump into that uh, beginning tomorrow night. Jets are going to be well-rested, and sometimes that's not always a good thing. They've been sitting back for a week now. They might be actually rusty when they hit the ice tomorrow night. There's a possibility of that, right? Yeah, rusty, a lack of momentum, uh, maybe um, just a tad, uh, a tad offbeat. And uh, I'll tell you what, if I'm, if I'm Dominique Duchamp, and if I'm the leaders of the Habs, Pete, I might as you might as well play sooner than later, right? That's true. You're on a roll, eh? So you are on a roll, and uh, your goalie is hot, and your and your key players are doing the job. And uh, now the 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 factor that will be interesting is that, uh, and, and I'm not I'm not taking anything away from the other players of the Leafs. You have more depth on offense in Winnipeg, so it's going to be a, a different uh, mission for uh, defensively for the Habs. 
Because if it's not one line, if it's not Shifley's line, well, then it's Pierre-Luc Dubois' line. Mm. And then it's the power play. And then it's, a, it's you know, and then it's a hot goalie, uh, possibly, with Connor Hellebuck. So uh, factors are, are quite different uh, in this perspective. But you know what? First thing first, move to Winnipeg, enjoy the ride, and uh, just appreciate still being playing hockey uh, as of the the second round. Now, Pete, if I'm talking talking to you from the car this morning, uh, I was on the air between five and eight <laughs> at, at RDS. Yeah, you were covering the uh, the quarterfinals at the Worlds here this morning. I had a Canada to do. Yeah, well, not yet there. Uh, this is this was the final game of the preliminary round, Pete. Canada had to win uh, in overtime or in regulation to officially make it to the quarterfinals. Well, guess what? what? They lost in shootout. Oh, no. So the only hope for Canada to make it to the quarterfinal is to have one of the two teams, Germany or Latvia, uh, lose in regulation because it's the 3 2 one, zero point system uh, in this world championship. So you still get a point if you lose uh, in overtime, but you get three points if you win in regulation. So the only hope is that one of the two teams facing each other beats the other team in regulation. I hope I'm clear, Pete, but that's the that's the very complex situation Canada is in right now in order to stay alive and make it to the quarterfinal. No, you're in the tube, five by five, as we say. I got you, man. Thanks, Pierre. Hey, listen, a uh, day off for you tomorrow. You'll be with us again on uh, Thursday morning, I guess. Eh? Absolutely, uh, after the, the big game. So we'll see how it goes yeah. after game number one. Merci, mon Pierre. Salut, mon Pete. C'est ça. Yeah, YouTube. Bonne journée. It's 8.32 now. Pierre Hood from Réseau des Sports.